Nicole show with producer Bert. I'm Nicole, producer Bert's back there behind the camera. And I'm Steve. What have you been up to the last few days? Uh, staring outside at the snow that has fallen here. Apparently fall and winter merged into a finter. When That's did this thing. happen? Like we don't even go from like spring to summer and summer to fall. We literally go summer, winter, summer, winter. Yeah. I mean, the leaves haven't even fallen yet and there's snow on the ground. What's Climate wrong? change. Climate change. Climate That's change, it. Yeah. Bert. Mm -hmm. Thank Bert. you for this. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. We're trying to be eco-friendly on our show. So you will see yeah. we are drinking out of mugs instead of disposable cups. Ooh, Ooh producer Bert got yes. a stainless steel straw back he there. He does. Don't trip and fall. That could mm. lodge in the back of your throat. We would not want that to happen. Wow. At least not on our show. Mm -hmm. You're no, not no, 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 Bert. No, never. No, never. What are we doing today? Uh, today we have a lot of things. We are going to talk about things that are going on at the water cooler. So some mm -hmm. great topics that we're going to discuss, discuss today. Uh, you're going to cook something for us today. We are. We're making homemade chicken noodle soup and we're going to keep it nice and simple for you. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, we're also going to talk about things that are like, no way. I cannot believe that's real. No way. Yeah. Way. Is that how it's going to go? No, no way. way. <laughs> All right. So we'll do no way. We're going to do that. And then we're going to uh, go through our makeup must haves today. So Ooh, yes. Nicole has brought some of her favorite things. Yeah. I have brought some man makeup favorite things. Um, and my goal is to show you how you can get ready in five minutes or less. So I love it. Let's do this. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the virtual water cooler. My water cooler topic today is Simone Biles. Can we talk? Oh, I love her. What, number one, she's cute as a button. Mm -hmm. I think she's adorable. I think she's like 22 and like so inspiring, right? She is. And she just won her 25th like gold medal. She's How? phenomenal, right? And and for real, apparently the article that I read said that after she won it, she air punched the sky like she was so excited i feel like that in itself is so she-ra and yeah. amazing yeah I, I just love how adorable she is how down to earth she is i mean she's one of the most celebrated gymnasts in our yeah. lifetime or, yeah. or in gymnastics history and she just still comes across as someone you'd want to go hang out with. yeah like work. i totally want to like listen to her talk about her life and like how dedicated she is but she still seems like she could break it down in the club maybe or I don't know that's weird but I don't break it down in the club I would break down in the club <laughs> I happened, would break but things Simone Miles would be super bendy and awesome on the dance floor I'm sure yeah so yeah. 25 yeah 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 right and what's funny wow. is that when I watch the Olympics I get like oddly choked up like I I do too I, yeah I'm like crying for them I also feel yeah. like I should be Whitney Houston singing one moment in time because that should be how I feel and it, gymnasts in general okay when I was a little girl I got this set my parents or someone gifted me it was called get in shape girl okay so I got yeah yeah right I got oh. a, a, a well and that's awkward right what and is with you and products that have girl in girl. it yeah go girl get in shape girl <laughs> apparently there was a lot of that but so it was like a tape of workout jazzercise-esque songs and I also had a lavender leotard with lavender leg warmers and I had one of those like rods that you twist your mini blind shut with a ribbon because I was doing the ribbons oh I always wanted round. to be a ribbon dancer I believed that I was going to be the best gymnast ever. So I think I, yeah. I, I like watch those floor routines and then the balance beams. And I just feel like this odd thing. Like it, I am so proud of them. Like I know them personally. Yeah. 
Anyway, she's amazing. I think a lot of people get choked up because you're watching people who have spent their whole life preparing yeah. for like a five or 10 minute activity. So when you're talking about, you know, track and field, yeah, these people have trained for decades and it's all going to come down to like 60 seconds of their life. I know. And when you see them succeed, you just, you're so excited yeah. for them. Um, being the slight pessimist that I am, oh, yeah. I watch for the people who are losing too, because I oh. also think you have spent decades of your life preparing <laughs> to run around a track and you tripped and fell. Bummer. How heartbreaking is that? that like is you saved up all this money. You got sponsorship to fly to Sochi or wherever the Olympics are held these days. And you go there and your career is over in less than 15 seconds. That That's what I cried. Do you about. remember the ep episode, the Olympics a couple years ago where Bob Costas got the pink guy like the yes. entire time? That was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not <laughs> laughing, but I'm totally <laughs> laughing because that is like awful. <laughs> Could you imagine the coolest gig ever? Like, uh, hello, Nicole here, introducing the Olympics. And he was like a weepy red eye of gunk the whole, he had hold to on, leave. Hold on, hold on. He had to leave. It started off in one eye, and by the third night, both eyes were completely pink and swollen, and they actually had to pull him off air. I don't know if it's because Terrible. he was like, look, you got to get me off air. It's so uncomfortable. Or if the producers were like, we can't have junk leaking yeah, from your this eyes is terrible. on camera at the Olympics. Oh, I'll tell Bob you Costas. if you look like crap, and I'll pull you. Oh, thank Bert. you, thank you. Producer Bert's gonna tell us if you look like. <laughs> Don't worry, we have Total makeup junk. sitting in front of us today, so yeah. if yeah. we start to look like crud, producer Bert will let us know what's blot, going on. Blot and dry. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. my um, water cooler story is a little bit different. Okay, I'm ready. Have you ever gotten a phone call from someone saying, hi, you've just won $7 million. You have to give me your bank account number Ooh, so I can put the yep. 7 million in there. Yep. Or the Saudi crown prince who sends you an email and he's like, you are the one that I love. I want to yeah, share give me all a my Bitcoin money with or you. What up? Yeah. 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 My, it, it's funny that you even bring this up. My um, parents, matter of fact, I was just speaking to them the other day and they were telling me that another family, family member had just received a phone call saying that their nephew, and they had the name, full name of my oh. nephew, saying that he had been arrested that they needed to send, it was like $7,500 or something via Western Union that he didn't want to call his parents. Could they please help him? This is the information. And they had personal details, right? They had his mom and dad's full name. They had family actual details that I don't even know. I mean, that's Did creepy. they fall for it? They almost fell for it oh. until one of the details were a little off and then it made them think. But I, I just think... This is scary. It is. It's right? social media. It, it yeah. is. It's and, social media. It's that people can find information and it's out there. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it, it makes you cynical then because how do yes. you trust any sort of phone call? Well, you when know? you get that sort of phone call, the first thing you do is you call said individual Correct. and you say, hey, is it true you are in trouble? Yeah. If they don't answer and they don't want their parents to know, too bad you call the parents yeah. and say, hey, look, is Johnny really arrested in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Because they're asking me to send money there. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, I have a good story for you. Okay, I'm ready. It's going to surprise you because okay. it is not about Donald Trump. Oh, my. Wow. Can you believe it? Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. No, so actually this kid, he got one of those letters. He received one of the letters. He opened it up in his inbox. And he's like, ooh, this is not normal. I'm going to play a little game. 
So he wrote the person back that asked for like a thousand dollars and he wrote back and he said, a thousand dollars is not going to help get your business running. I need to send you more like $20,000. Okay. Clarification. Is this kid you? No. Okay. No, but it is something I would do. Oh yes. I would totally laugh at something. So he wrote him back and said, you know what, instead of giving you a hundred dollars, I want to give you $20,000 to help get your business up and running. And the person on the other end was super jazzed. They're like, wow. Oh my gosh. I got him. I totally got him. So he pretended that he had sent him money via Venmo while he created a fake screenshot of the $20,000 being sent to said individual in Saudi Arabia, Arabia. They came back and they're like, we didn't get the money. Where is it? He's like, here's proof. I sent it to you. There must be something wrong. They must have flagged it as inappropriate or a possible scam. He's like, you know what? We have to start speaking in code. We can no longer use like real names, real dollar values. Let's start speaking in foreign code so nobody can understand us. Because at this point, the government's probably listening in. And the person actually agreed. They're like, yes, yes, we have to do this. Because they're thinking they're getting 20 grand. He's like, here's what I'll do. I will send you a thousand dollars first just to see if it goes through. So he pretended to send him a thousand dollars again, created a fake screenshot of Venmo showing he paid him a thousand dollars. It didn't work. So he's like, okay, you have my Venmo information. I, I sent you a screenshot of it. You send a thousand to me and see if it's a U.S. to Saudi Arabia issue or a Saudi Arabia to U.S. issue. Get out. The person was like, oh my gosh, absolutely great idea. Cause no. I want this 20 grand. So the scammer sent this kid a thousand dollars. At which point the kid then explained that the guy was busted and he donated that thousand dollars to a local children's hospital. Oh my gosh, get out. Wait. That is a great <sighs> story. I know. I'm going to try it next time. Oh, oh. oh I'm wow. going to need producer Bert's help though, because I don't know how to create fake screenshots. No, or like fake account numbers. Like you wouldn't actually give them. You'd have to make like a mock yeah. account and open the links that they went to. I know. I love Props it. to that kid. Yeah, man. That kid. Cheers to uh, him. Yeah. So uh, thank you for donating to your local children's hospital. For real. In the name of a Saudi Arabian scammer. Wow. Great work. Genius. All right. So we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, um, we're going to tell you a few stories that make you say no no way. way. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. So uh, I think we should talk about our no way stories. No way. Yeah, way. way. We should talk about them. So what I, is no way? We should probably explain it to people watching at home well, before we I feel like it's self-explanatory. It kind of uh, is, so but you never know you, who's watching. True. When you tell someone a story and it's so either ridiculous or hilarious or unbelievable that it truly makes you say no, no way. way. Okay. You go first. Okay. My first story. Let me pull this up. I'm excited. I got this from the Business Insider. So it's true. Everything on the internet. Bonjour. If it's in black and white on the internet, it is is true. true. Just like the Saudi Arabian prince trying to send you money. True. Okay. So did you know, Steve, and anyone else, that in Iowa, anyone that tries to pass off margarine as real butter is guilty of a misdemeanor under food labeling laws (laughs) in the state of Iowa. Renovated butter must be labeled renovated butter. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a no way moment or a... Say no way. That is... <laughs> no way. No way. Thank you, Thank Bert. You, Bert. No way. Gosh. I mean, come Work on. Work with the skits, Steve. <laughs> renovated butter. Iowa, so it kind of makes sense. Right? That's kind of what I'm thinking is... Uh, first of all, so you're not shocked at all. My story was a big bumpski. <laughs> no, I am shocked, the but the fact board. that it needs to be a law 
is what has me saying, "No, no way!" <laughs> Renovated butter. Yeah, I can't believe it's not butter. No, or, it has to say "renovated butter." I've never even heard of renovated butter. <laughs> me neither. All I do know is that it's one chemical away from being plastic. So. I've heard that. Oh, I no love way. butter. No Ooh, way. Oh, nice work. Oh, that was good. Thanks for adding on to my story and making it better. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, I do now know that if I go to Iowa and I try to sell a tub of renovated butter, I cannot claim it to be real butter. Misdemeanor slapped on your record. Slapped like margarine. Parquet. 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 Do you know that I love butter? I love butter a lot. (laughs) Do you eat butter by itself? Not like tabs of butter, but if there is bread... I like a good shamir of butter. Oh, I, I like really olive oil. Lo- oh, well, yeah, uh-huh. I really like butter. 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 Butter's better. Do you remember that commercial? Butter. Butter. Supposedly, butter. if you just eat a pat of butter, it should help you not get absorb as much alcohol. Oh, oh, butter is an alcohol blocker, according to producer Bert. So note to self, when we go out after tonight's show, let's eat a stick of butter. That's me breaking it off the it's stick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just tabbing it in like tic-tac. It's kind of like Pez, only it's oh, butter it's going butter. into your mouth. Yeah. Are yeah. you ready for mine? Please. Okay. It is, I don't know, what year is it now? 2019? It is. So back in, say, mm, 2002. Okay. Are you making this going up? Going back. No. Oh, all right. No. 2019 was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Math, not our strong suit. <laughs> 2007. Okay. I'm really working on my math skills here. That's why we're trying entertainment instead of accounting. (laughs) Going back to 2007. Yes. You have your cute little dog. I do. Your four-year-old son opens the back door. This puppy takes off and runs. Okay. And you don't see your puppy. Okay. It's been a year. Oh, my. It's been two years. It's been three years. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And you get a call. From a thousand miles away, someone's saying, hey, I found your dog. It's not a scam. How did they know? Isn't this before microchipping no, was a thing? This lady had actually microchipped her dog back in 2007. Wow. And she continued to pay the $9.99 a month to, to search for her pet. Oh. And she agreed she was going to do it for 15 years. And in the 12th year, she gets a call from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania saying, hey, we found your dog. Oh, my god! Because she continued to keep the microchip up to date. So she drove from Florida to Pittsburgh to pick up her dog that had been missing for 12 years. And the dog remembered who she was. No way! The dog was living like in the back of someone's shed. Oh. And they just found him. So the dog had been living on the streets. They're assuming the whole time the nails were really long. It was unkept, but it was finding food. It kept itself going for 12 years and he found his way back to her. Oh my God, that's a heartwarming no (gasps) way. It is. That is close to (sighs) the feeling I got about my butter and renovated butter story, but it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I I just hope that I never have to go through that. I could not imagine losing a dog for even a day. No. I mean, if my dog's missing for like four minutes, I am in a tizzy back in the house, screaming upstairs, dog's missing. Hurry up. Get outside. We took. Okay. So, you know, you you let the dog out at night, right? Do his business before you go to bed. My husband and I were both outside at the time. I come in. He comes in, assuming I have the dog. I'm super tired. I go to sleep. He crawls into bed. Two hours later, on the bright side, we slept the window open. We hear. We both went inside and left our dog outside. We felt 
so awful. Awful, awful, awful. I'm just lucky that he stayed in our yard and knew enough to like come to our window, call us so we could come get him. But now every time we're like, you have the dog? Do you have the dog? Do you have the dog? I can't tell you how many times we've done that with one of our dogs. She's a little slow because she's old. So the first one comes flying in the house and we we're like, okay, let's get a treat. And we go and close the door, lock the door. We're giving the first dog the treat. And then we're going back to a different room. And all of a sudden we hear, woof. I was yep. like, oh, yep. forgot the dog again. Another dog. Well, that's what happens Time when you're slow. The other dog. Yeah. Okay, I've got one more. I'm ready. It is as riveting as my first. Okay. Also found from the Business Insider and along the same theme as my first. Where does this take place? Minnesota. Min- oh, we're staying in the Midwest. Here we are in the Midwest. All right. Did you know that any contest in which participants try to capture a greased or oiled pig in Minnesota is illegal? It is also, under the same law, illegal to do turkey scrambles. So I had to look up what a turkey scramble was. Let's let's okay. talk about the turkey let's scramble Let's start there first. before I decide if this is a no-way moment. Yeah, yeah. A, a turkey scramble is apparently where they take a turkey and they throw it in the air. <gasps> and people scramble to get said turkey to win it for the Thanksgiving holiday. That is cruel. Yeah, I, I might be frozen. It might just be like a butterball. <sighs> I don't think they actually whip up a live turkey. Okay, so that is a no way moment. Like, no way should anybody be greasing up a pig to let people try to torture it and catch it. And no way should people be throwing a live turkey up in the air and hoping that somebody yeah. can catch it to have it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. No way. Well, I think it's a butterball. Which that would hurt like hell if well, it was frozen. In that frozen. case, I hope it lands on someone. True, but. The greased pig would be hilarious <laughs> if it was like a big mud pit and you slathered some baby oil all over a tiny Aww, piglet. No. Oh my God, it'd be so cute. It would be cute to watch them run around, but I wouldn't want anybody to also catch Also illegal. Them. Very illegal. Yeah. So with this turkey scramble, if, yes. do they win the butterball that was being played with or do they get a new one? Because that's gross. Oh, producer Bert is a good point. Ooh. Here's the thing. It seems like the neighbor of Minnesota, Wisconsin, can do turkey scrambles. And I heard through the rumor mill family, friends, that a turkey scramble happens in some small towns. So I'm going to have to do a little research to find out. But I heard they throw it from a roof. They go up and they chuck it down and then people fight to catch the turkey, a turkey scramble. I think we have our first outing planned. Fun, fun city is what that's called. Yeah. I I wonder what the population of these towns is. Like, I can't picture them doing it in downtown Milwaukee, like population four. (laughs) I mean, one person goes up to the roof. You have a one in three chance of catching it. I'm not going to lie. Each uh, person goes yeah, up. So yeah. everyone's going to get a turkey. Yeah. Just go to the grocery store and get one. Yeah. Don't I, beat yourself up. I would buy tickets to a turkey scramble. I'm not going to lie. Anything competitive and slightly redneck sounds like <laughs> right up my alley. And if you're like me and you wait till the last minute to get a turkey, trust me, you're doing a turkey scramble in the grocery store yeah. anyway. Yeah, you're that scrambling to get Karen off your last big butterball. My wife has fought <laughs> five years in a row with the same woman over yeah. the biggest turkey. In it's the, the truth. It's oh, the truth man. when you are late your and then you're poking to to them to store. make sure they're not too frozen because you don't have time to thaw it in your fridge for days and days, sitting it in your water sink, hoping you don't poison everyone with Trica. So these Selma, are problems that gnosis. people who don't properly plan have. Um, I are you going to tell us how you do it right? Steve? I will. So approximately two to three weeks before the Thanksgiving holiday, oh my. I drive in my car to the grocery store. I walk into the grocery store and there's very few people because it's like two, three weeks in advance. And as I'm walking through, I'm like, "Mm, that's a beautiful turkey. And I place it in my cart. 
Nobody bothers me. Nobody harasses me. I'm not poking at it. I'm not punching at it. I walk down the aisle. I get some canned goods, some box goods. And then I walk out with this beautiful spread of Thanksgiving food. And I would say about four days before Thanksgiving, I walk out to my freezer and I take the turkey out of the freezer and I put it in the sink. Good for you. I wait. My husband's company does a turkey bingo. And every year I just wait to see if we're going to get a turkey for free. I'm not going to spend my money if I'm going to get one a turkey bingo. And if you're a loser like me, you can just call the Butterball Hotline. Butterball they will hotline. tell you how to save your Thanksgiving. This is true. They tell you how People. to do you stuff your turkey or or just leave it on the outside. I leave it on the outside. Yeah, what I don't stuff you? mine either. I no. leave it on the outside. I like crunchy stuffing. Ooh, I mean, Ooh. you know, I like the little crispy edges. And when it's in your turkey, it doesn't really get crunchy. We don't do like stuffing now, but we've been stuff putting um, fresh herbs inside. Fresh oh. herbs. That is so fancy. I, fancy. I, I talk like I, I prepare the whole Thanksgiving dinner, which I typically do. But there is one part I won't do. What? And that is you love butter. I love My butter. mom takes four sticks Jamming of butter. underneath the skin. Yes. She it cuts in it up into like one tablespoon chunks. Uh-huh. And I make her stick her hand up under yes, the skin to put all the butter in. I'm not doing turkey. that. Sorry. That's what mom's for. Do you add herbs to your butter? Do I add a what? Herbs. Herb de Provence? No. Oh, it's delicious. No. Have you ever made an herb butter? No. <gasps> No, I, we just we just cut it into sticks like a Pez dispenser and stick them up in there. Yeah. Speaking of butter. Tell me more. When we come back, you will be seeing how I'm going to use butter in my homemade chicken noodle soup recipe. You don't even have to be sick to eat it. You'll see why I say that in a minute. Oh, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the kitchen. Today, I'm going to show you how to make homemade chicken noodle soup. Um, I'm giving you the easy version today, as you can see, because... I want you to be able to cook this in a pinch very quickly after work. And if you're going to try to make everything from scratch, it's an all-day process. So let's take a really quick look at everything we have ready to go. So what I did is I started by boiling a full chicken this morning. Threw it in the pot, let it go for about three hours while I was getting ready for the day. When it was done, took it out, let it cool, and shredded it. I like to get my water ready in advance because when I'm sauteing my vegetables, there comes a point where you have to get the water in quickly so that your vegetables don't burn. I prefer a nice wide noodle for my soup. So today I'm using a no-yolk egg noodle. We also have about one pound of carrots, which I just buy the baby carrots and I chop them in half. About five or six celery stalks here. Have a little bit of onion for you. I know it's kind of burning your eyes today. <laughs> and then last but not least, this is the magic. So I prefer the Nor bullion cubes, and I do a mixture of vegetable and chicken. So if um, you're used to using the Weiler's cubes, it's a one-to-one ratio, one cube to one cup of water. With these cubes, you're actually using one cube for every two cups of water. So what I did today is um, we're making about 16 cups of liquid. So I chose five chicken and three vegetable broths. So let's go ahead and get started. First thing we're gonna do is turn our stove on. I have two tablespoons of butter here. We're gonna drop those in really quick. Did you grow up eating a lot of soup, Steve? No, I actually did not. A lot of casseroles, a lot of uh, meat and potato dishes. And, and soup is kind of our go-to food here. I don't like soup. Are you? <laughs> Fun fact. 
I, when I eat soup, I feel like I should be sick, maybe. Are you demented? I, maybe. <laughs> this is all new for me. Uh, we'll see. I'll give you that like chicken noodle soup. <laughs> I'm not sick. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and dump the carrots Bananas, not the bowl. <laughs> all right, so do you want to hand me the celery and onion plate? Oh, I will. Alright, so you'll eat the celery, just not if it's cooked in soup. Correct. Here we go. And a little bit of onion. Um, in terms of amount, I use about half of a white onion. If you're going to use purple onion, I would recommend using the whole thing, um, since it's not as strong of a flavor. But if you're using white, go ahead, use the whole thing. And... So you think you have the burner at like a medium high, like if we're really sauteing, right? You're crazy. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> I cook everything at high. Oh, sweet. My opinion is if it's on high, it gets done fast. Oh, all right. Okay. So you're going to want to make sure that you're constantly moving your vegetables around so they don't burn. Sounds and then fun. in the background, I'm actually going to turn on some water, heavily salted. And the reason I'm doing that is because I don't like to cook the noodles right in with the soup. It gets it really starchy and your clear broth turns like this creamy color, which I'm not a fan of. So I'm going to get the water going over here. Once it starts boiling, I'm going to dump my noodles in. And then you can just set that off to the side when it's done, because you're going to have a boiling pot of soup here minus the noodle. So when you dump the noodles back in, they will actually get hot really quick. So don't worry about the noodles. They get done when they get done. Set them off to the side. You're, you're all in. A lot of people will throw their noodles right in with the soup. When I first started making the soup, I would throw it in right away. Um, and at the time, I was using a bow tie noodle. So you can pick any noodle you so desire. Bow tie. You can use a macaroni noodle if you like macaroni. Um, I just recently switched over to the egg noodle because I found it gave the soup more texture. Great already, Steve. Don't they call something that something when you've got carrots and celery and onion a trifecta, tripod, truffle? <laughs> it's called something. We'll go with trifecta because I don't know what it's called. Yeah, there's a word. There's a word. <laughs> I'll think of it later. And then if you want to step back just a little bit, a little cheat for you. So this morning I went off to the Target. You can go anywhere and get a take and bake loaf of bread. It's really the easiest way to throw a little bit of bread with your soup. Everybody likes to dunk in and clean up a little bit of that leftover broth at the end. Just grab a take and bake. It's going to make your life so much easier. So I'm actually going to get the oven going a little bit later uh, because we don't want it to start cooking just quite yet. Mirepoix. Mirepoix. What mere, is, like, mere, like a meerkat? Meerkat. 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 And what does that mean? It means celery, carrots, and onions. A meerkat is the beginning of every great pot pie soup. Ooh. But you don't like soup, so how would you know that? Dude, I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my water's boiling over here. I'm just going to take the noodles, dump them in really quick. Throw the bowl off to the side and then give them a quick stir so they don't stick to the bottom. There we go. Do you salt your noodles? I do. I actually heavily salt the noodles. That's a great question. Um, 
because the noodles are not going to be cooking in the broth, I want to make sure the noodle itself still has flavor. So when I'm getting the pot ready, I go really heavy on the salt, just so that the noodle can pick up that nice salty flavor, which will then blend well with the remainder of your soup. Get pretty close here. What we're going for here is a very translucent onion and a semi-translucent celery. It's only going to boil for about 20, 25 minutes once you put the water in and it starts boiling. So you want to make sure that you have your vegetables pre-cooked pretty well. Um, otherwise, they're going to come out hard and crunchy and no one likes hard and crunchy vegetables in their soup. Unless you're Nicole. Would you like to give the noodles a quick stir? I'd love to. Thank you. So as you can see, I'm just constantly moving it around. I don't want anything to burn, otherwise it gives your soup um, more of a roasted flavor. I have done it in the past where I'll let them get a little crunchy on the outside. It, it makes your soup go from a very fresh and flavorful to a more savory flavor. So whatever you prefer, go ahead and do it your way. Fun fact, I read a story that said you could light a match and blow it out and lay it on your counter when you're chopping onion and that you won't crack. What? I don't know. That is an awesome idea. They also sell onion goggles. All right, we're getting pretty close here to dumping the water in. I'm just taking a quick look at my onion, a quick look at my celery. It smells so good in here right now. This mirepoix is banging. Oh, wow. <laughs> So I found some onion goggles from producer Bert. No crying in the kitchen here, Steve. <laughs> of course, Bert. <laughs> Thank you, producer Bert. Spot on. It looks wonderful. Alright, I'm gonna uh, show the camera really quick kind of what I want my onion and my carrot to look like. So I'm getting ready to add the water. I don't know if you can see this, but the onion is pretty translucent. It's soft. The celery has turned a nice green color. Um, you want it to have a, a nice bright, bold color. You know how when you cut it off the stalk, it sometimes looks a little clear, a little white. Um, by heating it up a little bit, it will turn green. So uh, one more stir, and then we're going to go ahead and add a few more ingredients. Perfect timing. All of my butter is now uh, cooked off the bottom of the pan, which is perfect because anything here after it's going to start to burn. All right. So I'm going to grab my 16 cups of water. Again, pre-done. Makes your life a little bit easier. We're just going to give that a quick dump. There we go. Make sure your heat is up on high. You don't step on the dog in the kitchen, which I just did. All right. Here is my chicken. Um, I'm only using about half of the whole chicken because otherwise it, it just gets to be a little bit too much in the soup. So you boiled the chicken breasts um, this morning? I did. And then just shredded them, stuck them in the fridge, and yep. waited until we're going to do, which is awesome. You shredded chicken for a lot of recipes. It's, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and the nice thing too about doing a whole chicken is you can save half of it for another meal later in the week. So if you want to make like an enchilada pie or something, you have the perfect amount of chicken left over so that you can make another meal. And you can use a crock pot. Ooh, we love so crock pot. You don't pot. have to get okay. home to do it. Yeah. Or an instant pot. I know. Do you ever use it? Several times. Okay. Um, so we just bought an instant pot about uh, two years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had 
they have. Oh, wow. Oh, it's actually very pretty. I don't know if you can see up into our cabinets. They're a little messy. Um, but if you can see up into our cabinets. Your tag is still on it. <laughs> it's because we just bought it. Two years ago. Two years ago. I'm afraid to use it. I am wholly convinced that I'm going to explode the entire house if I turn that thing on. So while I love the idea, <laughs> and I really needed one on Prime Day, yeah. now I'm terrified to plug it in. Oh. So we're nearing the last few things we're going to put in. So we have the broth that I was telling you about, the bullion cubes, and then we also have a little bit of basil and a little bit of oregano. So I usually do about one teaspoon of each. It just really brings out that nice farm fresh flavor, for lack of a better word. Um, so we're just going to go ahead, dump that in, and let it come to a nice boil. You're going to want to mix that around right away so that your bullion does not get stuck to the top. And I know the camera cannot see this, but we can uh, already see the basil and the oregano floating to the top, which is wonderful. It smells so good. All right. Your noodles are almost done, Steve. Are they? Perfect. So with your noodles, you're going to want to get them al dente because remember, you are going to be transferring them from one pot of water to another. So don't overcook them. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a really mushy noodle. All right. So here's my secret trick. The very last thing that I put in is I put in about three quarters of a lime juice. And then I also zest one entire lime, put it into a little cup. Get out in your soup? In my soup. It gives it a nice, fresh, citrusy flavor. Get out of time. And it is amazing. So let's make sure we go ahead and stir that around. All right. Oh, looks good. Guess what we're having for lunch today? Soup. Pizza. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we're not actually having pizza, but uh, just so you know, that is a pre-show tradition for the three of us. We order a pizza, we sit down, we chat for about an hour as we're getting ready for our show, talk about what's coming up on the show, who's going to be opening segments, closing segments, so on down the line. Um, and it seems that we have an addiction to pizza. There are a few local places that we use here in town. Um, there, there's really no better way to start a meeting than Ever. pizza. Ever. Yeah. If I was on an island and they were like, hey, you can bring one food with you that will always be here whenever you need it, I would choose pizza. I would choose Chinese. Oh, Donuts. Nice. Oh, donuts. Oh, nuts. Producer Bert. Yeah. Come off it. So we're going to test the noodle here quick. <laughs> All right. So the noodles are done. Again, al dente. Don't cook them any longer. We're going to take them off the stove. Come over to the sink. Give them a quick dump. And I like to rinse them off right away using a little bit of hot water. Get some more of that starch off there. And we will just leave them set until our vegetables are finished cooking. Give your vegetables a good 20, 25 minutes from the point your water starts to reboil. Um, so we'll be right back and you'll see what the finished product looks like. Can't wait. All right, so our soup is almost done. So I set the oven at about 400 degrees. Remember, we bought this lovely take and bake piece of bread from the local Target. You can get it anywhere. We're just gonna throw this in the oven really quick because we're gonna turn our soup off now. Take the noodles that we cooked earlier. We're just gonna dump them in really quick. All right, they are in. I typically don't let it boil much longer um, because again, I just don't want my noodles to be too squishy. So let's just go ahead, give it a quick stir and we're gonna pull it off. And this 
is what your soup looks like. It's beautiful. It looks delicious, and okay. I don't even like soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here you go. We're gonna dish it up, cut some bread, and we'll be right back. Hi everyone and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed watching us make a little bit of homemade chicken noodle soup. Oh my gosh, Steve, it was delicious. You don't even have to be sick to eat it, I uh, promise. I thought you hated soup. I did until just now. Yeah. So many noodles, it was so delicious. Oh, I actually really enjoy cooking for everybody. Yeah. So it, one of my favorite segments will be cooking. Um, another podcast that I do love watching is by our very own Bert. It's yes. called Cooking with Bert. So yeah. if you have a little bit of free time, please go out to yeah. um, his website. Facebook. Facebook. Go out to Bert's Facebook page, Cooking with Bert. He will give you some awesome ideas. He makes a wonderful beef stroganoff. I heard beef bourguignon is his uh, jam. I don't even know what that means. It means beef in a burg and then onion. Oh. Duh. No, no. now I get it. So yeah. you take beef and then you get a bird. Yep. So it's like beef, chicken. Yep. Oh, my God. And no. on, onion. Onion. So onion. you take the beef, you put it on, on the bird. Mm -hmm. And you have a beef, beef bird yawn. Got it. Okay. So um, if you want to see how to make your own beef on bird and yawn, uh, go to Cooking with Bird and yeah. he will show you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we have to go into a very serious topic. Unfortunately, we try not to get too serious on this show, but we do have something to discuss. We do? We do. Tell me. Um, I love makeup. Oh, yeah. I know. And um, I really do love man makeup. Yeah. Um, I, I think men should wear it more often. Yeah. Don't be afraid to. Yeah. As you can see, I am wearing it today. Yeah. And I try to make it appear as though I'm not wearing makeup because mm -hmm. I'm not going for the drag queen look. When I'm going to work or when I'm going out and about with friends, family, husband, I, I want to make sure that I look cute and I feel cute. Yeah, and you and do. You always do, for the record. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So I thought what we could do today is go through some of my man makeup. It yeah. looks like you brought some of your own favorite I things. I did bring uh, two of my uh, two items that I wanted to talk about today, but let's hear about yours first. Starting with the man makeup? Please. All right. So I'm actually going to walk you through my routine really quick. I can do all of this in under five minutes, and that's really the point is to try to keep it quick, simple, something you can repeat every single day if you so well choose, um, or you can go a, a little bit bigger. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do like a white eyeshadow just to make it look like I'm a little more awake than what I am. But for today, we're, we're going to kind of skip yeah. that and just talk about the daily routine. Okay, show us what you got. So I always start with this Nivea for men um, after shaving. It's a great cooling balm, but it's also a great moisturizer as well. I don't have a lot of crow's feet for being 40 years oh, old. Oh, that's good for you. Thank you, Nivea. Um, as soon as I get the lotion on, don't let it dry too much because that's going to be what the makeup sticks to. A lot of people will put on their foundation and mm -hmm. then their blush. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing man makeup, you don't want to have these big, huge, rosy cheeks. Yeah. So I do it in the opposite order. Um, Neutrogena, they make a wonderful, wonderful blush. It's called Sunkissed. Yeah. Um, there's four actually different colors in here. But when they mix together, it makes kind of like this rougey orange. Mm -hmm. um, and it just makes it look like I have more defined cheeks. I immediately follow up with Neutrogena Mineral Shears Powder Foundation. Yeah, Steve used this on me the other day because we did a segment about our lips and I had rubbed everything off my face, including a couple particles uh -huh. of skin. But this was fantastic. I am now going to purchase this because tell them more about it, it, but it was great. It's a great product. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it took me years to find this. I was using a, a liquid foundation or a paste foundation. Yeah. And it, it looked like I had makeup caked on. And the whole point that I'm going for is to look like I'm not wearing makeup. 
I just want to have a nice even complexion, nice skin tone. So if you have to find a powder foundation, and I recommend it for women as well. Uh, when we put it on Nicole last time we recorded, it looked really good yeah. on her skin yeah. tone. So find the skin tone that works well for you. If you're not sure, just put your hand up to the different skin tone colors when you're at the Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, wherever you prefer to buy your makeup and match it to your hand because yeah. your hand is going to be pretty close to your face because they're both typically exposed to the same level of sun. So you're going to find out. Are our faces the same? Do we have, Bert, do we have the same skin tone? You're a little lighter. Oh, oh I'm jealous. Hmm. So I try to go as pasty as possible. That's why I use the lightest version. And then last but not least, Shine control. Oh, always. also from Neutrogena. Being bald, being you're in bald. A, <laughs> no way. <laughs> rest in peace, hair. Rest in peace. <laughs> but no, being bald, you you get that shine on the top of your head, and people think it's really fun to go up to bald men and like rub the top of their hair. Eh, don't that's like do pregnant it. Bellies. Yeah, not you don't rub hairs. Eh, you don't. No. You don't rub heads. You no. don't rub bellies. No. Just just personal space, people. But anyway. Shine control is great, especially if you're going to be in a meeting. You don't want your face to be all shiny. Yeah. We do a lot of on-camera meetings yeah. for work, uh, WebEx meetings. I will throw a little bit of this on before I go into the meeting because the camera's going to be right up in my face. And um, when you're done with all this, I just take a nice little brush and I blend it all together. You don't have to be perfect with it. I do the top of my head. I do the forehead. I do the cheeks. I do the bottom. Um, but that just really kind of just pulls everything apart and makes it blend together well. Yes. Sometimes, though, yeah. I get makeup on my eyelashes oh. and it kind of drives me crazy. Hmm. Because they, they start to look heavy then. Mm -hmm. So they make a very good, clear mascara. Maybelline makes this. Neutrogena does not make it yet. But as soon as they do, I will be buying it. Yes. Neutrogena, if you're watching, can, can you please make a clear uh, mascara? It works really great for men. Men, if you're going to use it, use clear. Don't use the black. It will look really heavy on you and it will look very unnatural. So try to stick with a clear when you're done, if you have an eyelash curler, you can use that as well. Um, I use that if we're going to be going out. I don't use it every single day. But if you want to get a little extra curly lashes that don't look too feminine, you can use the uh, eyelash curler with your clear Fun mascara. Fact, I don't curl my eyelashes. Look at these beauties. How do you do that then? Bless. How often do you change your um, mascara out? <clears throat> like your bottle of mascara? The bottle? Um, good question. Because I'm using a clear mascara and there's all these different powders already on my eyelashes, as soon as the mascara no longer looks clear and it starts to get a cloudy look, I just swap it out. It's like $1.99. Mm -hmm. It's so worth it. Because you should be doing it every two months. Yeah. And every two months, Bert. Who well, knew? I mean, I'm going about every month. It's $1.99 a month. It's month. Yeah, it's really cheap. I really well, need to go because more. it actually gets really cloudy and it gets this really gross color because oh. it's actually picking up all the other makeup that's touching mm -hmm. the eyelashes. It's also picking up all of your eye mites. It is. Putting them eye in the mites. bottle. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, Although. Disgusting. If you want to kill the eye mites in your mascara, um, one of the things you can do is you just open it up. You take some rubbing alcohol. I would recommend about three tablespoons. Is this legit? Um, you put it in and then you shake it up. And then when you go to um, dip it in and put it on, you too can have the Bob Costas red eye look. <laughs> <laughs> now, Just saying. Do you ever use a primer? I don't know what that is. Oh, really? Oh, oh my gosh. I use a primer. 
On your eyelashes or on your face? Before you put on your foundation, Mm -hmm. a primer is typically clear, very clear, and it feels kind of almost satiny and suede. But just like when you're painting a wall, a primer, it will just fill in any of your like um, cracks or Or little holes or big pores. Yep. And you don't even have to like one of my children doesn't like foundation, but she'll use a primer just to smooth out her skin. But it's still clear and it still looks like she's wearing nothing, but it just smooths it out. Ooh, speaking of where do you get? primer from like can i find it at any you should be able to store? Yeah. you should yeah. be able to i don't to. have yep. to order it special no nope. yeah. yeah you can find Ooh. it anywhere i think maybe in an upcoming episode we should do makeup tutorials I oh i do too fun. it made me oh. think so producer bert was talking about smooth and so there is a product i use which i will show in a future episode but i actually have been um dermablading Oh, listen to that fancy term. but i've been dermablading my face because i as i get older feel like my she-wolf is coming out in a full-on beard form. And so I have been using this product called the Tinkle, not to be confused with the other product I've talked about before. Go, girl. Yep, no, not that one. But this is like a tiny dermablade. And uh, I'll do a demo. I think in a future episode, this is a good thing to talk about. So is it for hair removal or like dead skin removal? Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes all my dead skin off, um, but it also removes kind of that weird peach fuzz so that my makeup sits closer to my face. And if you catch me in the sun, you're not like, wow, (laughs) she is a fur burger. So anyway, that's taking that off too. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to hear about what I brought today? I actually do. Okay. Product that I'm going to talk about is called LipSense. So this is actually a company called Senegence, and I am not a distributor. However, you can Google. If someone's very interested, you can talk to me and I can point you in the right direction. But this stuff is magic. Okay. Okay. Why? I'm going to show you how it works. Okay. So unlike normal lipstick, you kind of give this dude a little shaker, shaker tin, and you put three coats of your base on, and then you put a gloss over the top. Okay. And so a lot of times when you're using lipstick, you know, the worst thing is that you put it on and then you're like, crap, I have to reapply or it starts to look chunky or cakey. So I'm going to show you guys. And is it scented? It is not. Oh, but it does I'm, have... It has glitter in it. A little sparkle. Oh, The color I'm using nice. today is called pomegranate. I thought maybe it went with a little fall theme. It is beautiful. And so the goal... I know you can't see it up close um, with the camera, but me sitting so close to you, I can see the shimmer in it. And it's actually really cute. Yeah. Like if they had that, do you know if they have that in a lighter color? Because I would totally try yeah, it. Yeah, there's like a thousand colors. Okay. Okay, so this is coat number one. I mean, I think if you read, you should probably let it dry 30 seconds between your coats. And I'm just going to do a couple quick coats here. So there is a little uh, alcohol that is in this. And the point of that is it makes it dry quicker to your lips. It's looking really good. Okay, coat two. I'm going to do coat three. I apologize that this is taking so long, but then I'm going to show you why I love this. Okay. So I do like that there's alcohol in it to help it dry faster. Yes. Um, that does mean you do not want to get it near your eyes. You don't want to like lick on it like you would the the Jam Smacker lip gloss. Because um, the goal here is not to get drunk off of your lipstick. It's just to make the lipstick dry a little bit faster. Because I clearly don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to lipstick. So like a lot of the facts and figures on our show, I just make them up as we go along. It is up to you after the show to go fact check me and see if you truly can get drunk 
from LipSense. True. Okay, so you can see I put my three coats on, and what I didn't do was rub my lips together at any point during that yet. You can't do it until you put the gloss on. But the way that this is marketed, and it's a little tacky right now because it's not all the way dry, right? But the goal of this lipstick is that, and this is awkward, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to kiss my hand here. You see how none of that lipstick came off? I'm going to do this. How about this? Maybe this or this. Do you see how it's still? There's literally nothing not on her hands. on my hands, but it's just on my lips. Okay. This nice. baby is going to last all day long. So we're talking, your kids are in dance and you need to get them lips going and they're going to eat their Doritos and lunchy stuff in between their sessions or whatever. Mm. This stuff is not going to come off all day long. All I have to do is put a little fresh coat of gloss on if I want to. And it's not going to smear off my face when I drink my coffee or I kiss people because I'm a kisser. I'm not. It's weird. But I mean, this is not going to come off when I'm eating my sub sandwich. Nothing. Just on my lips. How does it look? Very good. It looks very, very good. Yeah. So the natural question though is if it never comes off, how do you get it off? So they actually sell a remover called an oops remover. And it, it literally, you just use it. It comes in a wand. It's just like this. At the end of the day, you put it on, you know, sometimes I put a little uh, baby oil on a little cotton ball and, and it comes right off. Nice. Yeah. So that is my like must have lipstick. If I'm going to wear lipstick, I don't want to monkey with it all day. So I want to just like put it on once and move on. So that is my I like must it. have. Wow, we yeah. did a good job yeah. with our first makeup we uh, skit. We did not our high five though. We should work on that more. Yeah. I feel like that is not our jam at all. Well, part of it too is my hands are so much bigger than yours. And I've got yours. that weird elbow. So I do remember it's that. It's turkey. It's a turkey, much <laughs> like our theme today. Gobble, gobble, gobble. So that is how we're going. Yeah. All right. Put your hands up. Well, yeah. Look how much bigger my hands You're are. You're like yours. a ginormous person. <laughs> I know. When I watch some of these videos back, because we do actually happening? do watch our videos back. We, we make a little critiques, edits along the way. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sitting here fanning myself, I'm like, my Lord, that looks like Gorilla Paws <laughs> trying to dry some makeup on my face. I'm using my tiny baby hands oh, right? to fan myself. Oh, man. We I do have I a lot of fun here. That. That Why weird. not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the girl from Saturday Night Live who's popping the bubbles yeah, with her yeah. little tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. We did it. We did it. We're through another episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoy making it. We remember, uh, really have a good time. And our goal is to make sure that people watch this and have an equally good time watching us. And if you don't love us now, you'll love us later. I promise. Don't forget to follow us on stephennicoleshow.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. Yes. And one final plug for the cooking with Bert segment. You can also Check find that on Facebook. Yeah. That's our plug for this week. Have a great time, everybody. It was good to see you. And stay classy, San Diego. Thank you for watching. Be sure to visit our website at stephennicoleshow.com and on our social media channels at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and other podcasting networks. And if you found this episode absolutely fabulous, be sure to share the fun.